that is that is so not nice that you do that <laughs> yeah i know well i would hope isn't so. that supposed to lessen over time but so before we even jump into these intros as we're doing five four three two one but just to say <laughs> no editing oh my neck got hot my neck got hot i know I, I, we're going to get start getting good feedback yes. on these intros, though, because I think and it, it gets people it's in more the authentic. Mood, right? That's the for, promise for that we what made. What it is we're going to go through, what we're going to talk about, hopefully. Oh, trust with a capital it, T. Keep it, repair it. I even, you, there's some, some counseling that goes on in this episode for, <laughs> for my own. But yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, the, this is. You're both of us. Big. I mean, you know, the email problem, the email issue. Our, our listeners will know what we're talking about. So they'll get to hear the new plan for building more trust. And they're also going to hear <laughs> that I'm not so hot at repairing the trust. Dr. Johnston listen, thinks I listen. We, we walk away. Trust is hard to build. This is, this is not easy stuff. You know, when it happens easy, yeah. it happens naturally. Mm. And Oh, okay. And we also give you a visual to our mm -hmm. trust analogy that we liken to investments. Mike. Oh, we're recording. Hello. We are recording. We are. We're good. I thought we were ready. Uh, okay. Today's hot episode topic is a hot because topic. It's really the foundation, foundation of your relationships at work, foundation of how they, how they actually contribute to the process of getting the work done. Right? Like, I mean, it's, it's everything Miller. It is everything. I feel Definitely. like we're sensitive to it as well. I'm sensitive to it. And I feel like you're sensitive capital to it. Too. And T that is the word trust, trust with a capital T. I love it. Building it, losing it, evaluating it. We're going to touch on each one of those in a little way and hopefully be able to give some short takeaways for how yep. you could proceed with you know your the teams, one I think. And I have to talk about repairing it, right? Because that was when you and I have, have been prepping in, in a – in addition oh, to, yeah. and I think sometimes people don't talk about how to repair. So I have to, I have to throw that in, but you were going to say something and I so rudely interrupted you. That's a good one. Yes. Fair. Note has been made, Johnston. Note has been made. I was going to say we should be honest about the fact that we are oh, yes. slow to trust. And then once you're in the trust, kind of get everything. And we we talked a little bit about, should we, shall we share the, the Likert scale that we'll be using yes, today to kind absolutely. of generally talk absolutely. about trust? I think it it is definitely yeah. the best. Okay. So yes. in relatable terms, right? So there's so much out there about trust. There's types of trust, like very specifically. Um, I know for one, I wrote quite a few pages about trust in the dissertation. I mean, it's a huge portion of what needs to occur in relationships on all levels and especially at work as well. 
but this is fun, right? And we're building a community that's authentic and and really just able to hopefully have yes. applicable information. So our Likert scale for trust is going to be a one through five situation, five star trust being the most trust that you can have in somebody. And we're saying that yes. that means you would give them your debit card. You know they're not going to do anything fraudulent. You, They have access to you. They could have access to one of your children. This debit card access to everything, loved ones, trust you with my fur baby, all those things. Five-star trust. Love it. Oh, one star. Okay, now well, you I tell us one star trust. Polar opposite, right? I trust you not. <laughs> like there, there's there's nothing, there's nothing going on there. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't even, you know, leave my pen in your office without thinking that maybe I might not ever get it back. So no, nothing, zero. Zilcho. Yeah. Like, That's the one. Lose, lose my, number. my number. And you know what you said earlier mouth, that I loved trust. was that we're not sharing the personal number with that individual, right? Like you don't even, you, there is such a great boundary yeah. there that you, right. you may not even know my real name. Like this is, there. there's just nothing, nothing there. You don't know about me away from this <laughs> venue and you don't have my personal cell phone. So there. So there, one star. So, so if that's the that's kind of the 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 Likert scale that we would be using, and then depending on where individuals may fall in here, and let's assume somebody is kind of in that one to two range where you're really bottom of the barrel, and knowing that you need to um, really make some micro deposits to start creating that level of trust. And today, Dr. Johnston and I wanted to share with you um, an analogy that's coming from the project. A lot of people have made a lot of different analogies on this topic, and this one's going to be hopefully unique to us. And then hopefully you find some use for it um, within your workplace. So we are going to liken the trust process and the micro deposits to the stock market. So you're making those, but you said it really beautifully that trust. Well, I think it's it's all of the the little deposits that go in, right? And then they accumulate to something that is significant. That is is really how you build trust, right? I I mean, I can only be brilliant like for five seconds, and you said it was pretty brilliant. A value, okay, value. That that was my five seconds of of brilliance. Um, earlier today. <laughs> it was micro deposits accumulate into oh, something of value over time. And so that are those are the small micro connections that we're putting in and we're going to liken that to the stock market, right? So you're putting in those small connections, those small deposits and over time, you're not really seeing the growth always, but you know that it's building to something better for your future. Now, the alternative is you say, I'm going to go in gangbusters and I'm going to, let's say, put in all this money and I'm only going to invest it into this very one specific thing that's super high risk, but that's okay. I'm going to do it. And you have a high yep. probability of losing that, right? And losing that trust. So if you meet someone, especially in the workplace, and it's not a cautious process and you go all in and maybe mm. you share information that was 
to be withheld or mm -hmm. you share information too soon. And then since you don't have that high level of trust, there's a negative outcome and a consequence that could hurt your Absolutely. career. You're it's going to be a hard loss, right? So we really want to think right. mutual funds. <laughs> Small deposits over time that accumulate versus right. large risky and, and those startup tech small companies. deposits that accumulate over time into something that is of like real, true, meaningful value. Right, that's big return because you've you've got that in place where you know these things are happening. Right. Dr. Miller, when we were talking about these micro deposits, we're going to get into that, right? Like what mm -hmm. are these behaviors or these actions that we take that make these little micro deposits? Because I think sometimes people aren't even, aren't even aware, right? Because they can be we, so, yes. they're things that we're just doing every day that slowly build trust over time. So you said yes, that's all I needed to hear. So let's, let's start oh, yes. with the micro deposits because we want to make sure that we hit on the book that we have found that we're going to relate to it. So if we have some of the micro deposits that we talked about, yep. which really simple, showing up on time, doing what you say you're going to yep. do. If you say you're going to send an email at five o'clock, send the email at five o'clock. And being in the meetings that you said you're going to be in, right? Or that you, if someone is asking for your support or your input, um, making sure you, you did say uh, the piece of doing what you say you're going to do, right? Making sure that if someone is reaching out to you in need, that you are, you're there for them, right? And that you can build the relationship in that kind of consistent way that you're seeing them showing up, being there, and then moving on, moving forward from there. Just knowing that somebody's going to return your call, somebody's going to answer that question for you, give you the resource that you need or that they promised. Those are things that are micro deposits that start to build up over time. And I love the word consistent. And I was thinking oh, that. Nice. So the consistency, also emotional consistency, you want to be steady, right? If somebody brings you some information, you want, they, you want them to trust that you're going to have a very Right. marginal, neutral response, regardless of the information that's presented so that they can continue to come back with you, whether it's something negative or positive. So, so if those, if we just take those basic things, which sound basic, but when you're really, really scheduled throughout your day, it can be difficult for some individuals to show that consistency and come to meetings and, and be present in the meeting and take notes and, and, and we understand that. So if there are some of those trusting relationships that are in that one to two star zone where you're not so interested in, in crossing the boundaries, we were discussing some ways that you could start building and coaching individuals on how to create the micro deposit so that it could ultimately build the trust. Yes. Oh, I'm going to get so into the good. book because we found a we found a little resource that's not directly applicable, but it's um, we think it is. So it's Tiny Habits by Dr. B.J. Fogg, The Small Changes That Change Everything. So the example that we were working with is an individual is, let's say you're a leader, you do not have a trusting relationship with somebody you support, and the issue is coming to meetings on time. Just take a basic one. And you've heard the feedback, and now you're associate that you support is losing trust with other members of the organization, which you don't, we need to stop that, right? 
So they're asking, he's asking three questions that you yourself can reflect on as the leader for this individual. Ooh, Check to see if prompt. there's a prompt to do the behavior. But that could be as easy as an Outlook invite, yep. right? Yep. Or something of that nature. Mm. See if the person has the ability to do the behavior and see if the person is motivated to do the behavior. So does the person understand the value of coming to a meeting on time and what they and the consequence I think if they continue to take out those deposits because that's one thing we sure. didn't say yet just like the stock market you can take it out going to be a penalty going to be a penalty absolutely right and rebuilding it is tough right just like when you spend from your savings or you've taken it out of of oh, yeah. one of those what did you say earlier when we were chatting one of those long term um, certificates, right, of earning. If you if you're going to take something out of that, rebuilding that trust oh. is going to be difficult because it's just like building up your savings again. But I, in talking about those three things and and laying them over this idea of trust, if they if they understand kind of the consequence of not doing the behavior, that that could even be. The motivation for them is understanding that if I'm not arriving to these meetings on time, then I'm I'm losing the opportunity or the trust that might be built um, across other teams and in our ability to get the job done. Right? That my behavior really can kind of reflect on everyone. I always say your worst case scenario in an organization oh. is when you're working past your own poor history. Right. So it's not even that you've done something dramatic or something really wrong in a sense. It's that over time you've eroded the trust of that you can be a dependable associate and people remember that. Right. Mm -hmm. Versus if you're const if you're typically on time right. and you've been on time for five years, and then you're going through something in your life and you've been a little bit late to meetings and you extend an apology, you're Absolutely. likely going Absolutely. to be extended some out professional of grace. for you. Right. No, because- But not exactly. if it's exactly Like you were, just Correct. speaking of you, Dr. Miller, JBM, my, my, my partner in crime, you are a very mm -hmm. punctual person. Always have been. You're, you get in the meeting before the meeting starts, you're there, you're ready to go, things are happening. So- if for some reason you're not in the meeting when it starts, I would know that, ooh, something's going down. Like something's happening. There's something else going on. And I would not, that idea that you are late to meetings would not be something that accumulates for me over time because I know it's not in your character. It's not who you are. So that, just that little, just that little habit that you have of being either five minutes ahead of time, you know, you're right there, you've got things going on, that has built up so much credibility, not only with me, but in our organization, right? That it's it's not even, to me, it's not even extending grace. It's almost like, wow, that's, it, it happened and you don't even think about it again, right? It's like, that's just not her. That's just not who she is. It's not what she does. So I see, I get it. I see what you're saying. Well, I appreciate that. And I think, you know, two things. One, that's the <laughs> yes. good side of anxiety. It's like, I got to get there. And number two, <laughs> and number two is I really do, 
I really do view time as a non-renewable resource and I really do try to value others, people's time, right? right? That's a whole separate probably podcast. But as far as trust goes in the professional world, I do think you really lose it when individuals start taking other people's time for granted, right? When you're like, oh, this is just I can just, right. this is endless. I don't have to be effective. I don't have to be efficient in this in this way. Be, and, and that's not really true. Everyone has things that yeah. they need to be doing. I, that when we're making these little micro, you know, deposits into this trust piece, we're not even conscious of it. Like I didn't actively think of you as, oh, you know, you're, she's, she's always on time. Oh, look, she's at this meeting five minutes ahead of time. Oh, look, you don't think about any of that. It just kind of very subconsciously builds over time. But when the when something is in opposition of that normal piece that's happening, then that's when, you know, it was like, oh, wait, something's going on. Like you said, there's that benefit of the doubt that's given because trust has built over time with that just subconscious feeling of knowing that the person's going to be there, knowing that, you know, everything's going on. So I, I'm sorry, boy, jump into my head. Sorry. It's a, it's a scary place. I, I was just considering all of those things, yeah. but I love it. I love this discussion because people trust me that I will get the work done, that I will get back to them, but that there's even a little, that little bit of doubt, right? In that, in this moment that I need this information, am I going to get it from her in the time that I need it? So I was kind of thinking about that. Yes, I was. I was, I was. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I think the flip side of that is because people do ultimately trust your character, right? Yes. That there's yes. even grace in that situation. So I think that, and it, and the other thing is, as you're kind of building trust and making those micro deposits, we're humans, we're not perfect, right? So whereas, okay, maybe I am able to be punctual, there's plenty of other things that I do that are, I'm always working, right, on changing things and same for you. But I think that's a good way to see it is that, okay, so maybe, maybe we might not get the email in time, but I also know if I tell you there is a non-negotiable, I have to have that information, you would... Yes. Hell or yes. high water, make sure we somebody yeah. got it, right? But so I they think, people you know, know that and as I think we're talking that's about the, this, the opposite. You know, it, you you only get the benefit of the doubt so many times. And I think that's where that's where it, you know, for me, with right. what we've been talking about with the email thing, and you know, they can go back and listen to those episodes if they haven't heard. Um, but with me and my personal returning emails and getting them <laughs> in the time to people for what they need them for, right? It really is. I don't want to use up those benefit of the doubt pieces where, you know, now perhaps there is a question in someone's mind that they would get what they needed or that they get what they needed within the time period that they needed. Like, that's really important because, you know, me and loyalty, like I will rape, pillage, murder, like whatever right. I have to do when you're in that circle of trust, right? Like no. that's, that's who I am. <laughs> but I would never want anyone to doubt that because of actions that I'm not taking, you know, and that I'm getting the benefit of the doubt too much. So I made that all about me. Forgive me for that. I'm going to, let's get back to the real deal here. But man, talk about 
this podcast, giving you some good things to think about, good behaviors. Like I'm, I, I'm on it. I'm, I'm on it. Yeah, I'm in it. Gets in your head. Little wormholes get in your head. So here, so there's this little t- hot tip in this book um, by Dr. B.J. Fogg, page 109 if you have the book. And let's say you want to change a habit. Because you know that you're not I making want to change the appropriate micro I want to change my habit about email. Let's do it. And Let's you, apply it there. Like, so he talks about an anchor moment and then a tiny behavior. So an anchor moment is an existing routine in your life that will remind you to do the tiny behavior, your new habit. And your tiny behavior, the new habit you want, but you scale it back to be super right. tiny and super easy. So I'm going to give an example that um is the i believe this exact example may have been in the book or i heard it somewhere but after i brush my teeth i will do one push-up the goal would be to add physical activity in so your anchor moment is every day you brush your teeth your tiny behavior is that you'll do one push-up I love or it. maybe you start I by it. i will just put on the gym clothes brush my teeth gym clothes on yeah so in your scenario okay. what would you like yours to do your anchor moment is well, after let me start, I- Let me start with an easier one than my email because I might need some help with that anchor piece. I might need some help with the anchor piece on the email. Okay. I was thinking like I want to increase yeah, I, my I micro yeah. connections with all the individuals in my office. Okay. All of yes. them. So after I walk through the door, right, of of our wonderful office building- I'm going to, did I get that sentence? The sentence, right? Okay. So after I walk through the door, I'm going to, Mm -hmm. you know, keep my head up, make eye contact and say hi, like to people as I'm walking. I'm not going to interrupt their work, but I'm going to say hello. I I got that one right. Right. Like that's a good one. Okay. Yes. After I walk say hello. Okay. Okay. I love it. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for the email one. And then I'm going to have to like share back. Yeah. Let's do the email one. So you are okay. After I, so I okay. open the email and I read it. Right. And then I kind of sometimes put them over here. Like I'm going to, I'm going to read, I'm going to answer this email later because I want to get all the information together. And, you know, I worry way too much about how I'm going to answer the email. So what if I did after I read the email, I immediately start like a, an outline draft. It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to do the hi, how are you, all that kind of stuff. But I at least do bullets of the outline draft. What do you think? I don't think that's the intent of this activity. I think you okay. could. Okay. I think that's also like not realistic because you have different things. I think it's more after I uh-huh. sign in in the morning, I will scan my email I like for all that. of the replies So kind of do like a, a triage. Okay. Okay. Because the anchor okay. moment is every I'm day. I'm going to take that one. Yeah. After I sign into my email account, I'm going to identify, prioritize emails that need to go back today. That's not even saying you'll do them. It's right. saying you'll triage them, right? So if you go in Monday and you see these are all the emails I need, then you go in Tuesday. Yes. You do that. Yes. You're just committing to the list. But- I would hope if you get to Friday and the list hmm. hasn't changed, you'd think hmm, <laughs> something else is going on. I need to and that may be another episode. So we'll just save that one for later. I love it. I love it. And not trying to make it 
all about me and my habit, but seriously, I mean, you know, how the improvement piece, I want to apply this stuff too and make sure that it's, you know, that I can improve in those areas. So I love it. Building trust after I, to create the new habit, after I blank, I will blank. Love it. I've got two. Mm-hmm. So now for, now I, for, we can use some applicable nature here. I would say mm. what I'm not great at is repairing because I get a little bit like once I'm, once I've allowed you into the circle of trust and now you've done yeah, something to break the trust, dead. I'm sort of like scorched Yeah, earth. you're dead with Dr. Miller. Let's it's really just, hard let's to just, come back let's just with be me. Honest. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I can be a bit <laughs> queen of swordsy. <laughs> I just yeah. well, it's hard. I kind of just like walk away, just like mm-hmm. cut your law. I mean, oh, yeah. I am also I am forgiving. I, I forgive. Yeah, I just yeah, I forgive, and then I'll plant access. something in my grudge garden. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> you don't even yeah. get forgiven. I just put you. Yeah. You know, our community is really picking up on that grudge garden. I had a couple like, <laughs> no, no, they're no. a little concerned they might have a little planted root in that grudge garden, to which I say, Ooh, I like your that. own self-evaluation, like do you need to be no, in the grudge I, garden? It is, it, repairing trust is really, really <laughs> difficult because you, you said it already. If you, if we're using our analogy about the stock market, you know, if you're pulling funds out early, there's going to be a penalty, right? If, if you are trying to, um, you know, if you're if you're in a high risk situation and that falls through, you're probably not going to engage in that high risk situation again, right? So, you 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 have to be conscious of of what that looks like. However, when we were talking earlier, we can't always you know put these people put their names on a tombstone and the relationship is over. And, you know, we still have to work with some of these people that have violated trust in some way. So when we started talking about repairing trust and what that looks like, we also want to start with the idea of of our boundaries and really being very clear about kind of what our boundaries are, right? And knowing when we can flex those boundaries for certain things or not. We started talking, you and I started talking about how, just as you said earlier, trust can erode over time, that there are little kind of uh, withdrawals, micro withdrawals maybe that are happening that really cause the erosion. So mm-hmm. it really is stopping those when they're happening and, and addressing them in the moment and kind of how they are affecting the relationship right so that's that's one opportunity because then if you stop it after you've talked about it you can then start depositing again instead of the withdrawal part um and then the other thing we talked about was when there's one large event that happens and in that event it's kind of like we blew up the trust right like the trust is gone we, we this is the bank account is empty. Like, how are we going to rebuild that? And really what it comes down to is that identification of the boundaries, the expectations, and being able to clearly define those for yourself and start to work on the deposits again. And that may require a conversation with someone, especially if it's like a big 
one and done kind of thing, you, that there's an opportunity there to maybe do some conflict resolution and then also to start to ask and to build that trust again together. And when I say to ask, I mean that on the other side, that trust may have been broken too if there was a large conflict that happened, a kind of one and done. But really knowing what it is that you're expecting from someone, communicating it very clearly, building that relationship to be able to ask questions back and forth, and also making those micro deposits and acknowledging them that, you know, I see that these things are happening. This is good. I'm starting to feel more trust in this relationship. So I think, you know, you can't, a lot of these relationships, we can't just be done with. We have to work together as a team. So how are we going to rebuild the trust? Define the boundaries, the expectations, start building the relationship one brick at a time again. <laughs> yes, it is. So it is so much work. And you have to trust... <laughs> You have to trust yourself too, right? Those those little pink flags that pop up, those those moments of intuition, you you have to listen to those when you start to feel something moving off course for building trust, right? I mean, people watch that Yeah, people watch the stock market ticker, Hugely right? Important. See things going yeah. up and down. Think of your intuition and your mm -hmm. your boundaries and those pink flags as your stock market ticker, right? Am I going to put more into this relationship now because I need to, because I need to offer that? Am I going to pull back a little bit because the trust is wavering and we need to build more? I mean, you, you have to be conscious of it. And your contribution to it, right? And And all of that. And then celebrate it if it is working in some way. If you've made those micro deposits and over time and you look back and you feel different in the relationship and that other Absolutely. person seems to be reciprocating that, then I would call that a success. So one of the things we had talked about, and I see if we'll see if you still agree for our community to take home and work on this week and to really just start evaluating where trust needs to be built or repaired or what, what the situation is, is kind of taking that Likert scale and looking at your team, if you support a team or, or whoever you support, or if it's your colleagues or whatever situation, and really looking at that Likert scale, where do those individuals fall in your opinion? Most of the time, it's my belief that if you do not trust an yeah. individual, it's unlikely that they trust you, right? It's a reciprocal. So it's, it's a situation where it's and if you're the leader and you are able to influence that and start making some of those micro deposits or to your point, have an open conversation that you'd like to start working on this because you recognize that the relationship isn't where it needs to be for full transparency and disclosure and its most effective team state to support this organization, how can we move forward? Really, you need to identify who's there, who's in the five-star category, who do you trust no matter what? They're going to tell you what you need to know. Sure, mistakes happen, but you fully trust them versus more of that one-star state relationship. And then where do you need to put your effort and how much of it? Yeah. So I think that would be a great I think so too. And I think we, activity we probably for the don't think about this enough. You know, just like we were saying that trust, even trust in a friendship is kind of built over time and it's it's feels kind of self um subconscious, excuse me, because we're not always conscious of the actions that we're taking that build trust. I think by thinking through your team members and kind of where they're at on this scale for you, it will 
not only identify where you need to put energy, but also, you know, as the team, maybe doing some observation of how they're interacting with one another. Maybe there are some relationships that will need some coaching or some opportunities for more trust to be built. So, but I love starting with your own inventory. Is this someone you trust with your debit card and your, you know, pin, or is this meaning your, you know, identification number so they could have full access? Or is this someone that's just, you know, yeah. all the way on the opposite side where you're like, right. You don't even get my personal cell phone number. Like that's, man, wow. That's that's no, no. <laughs> that's no trust. Okay. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts and please visit our website for resources at theproject-biglove.com. Be sure to like, share, rate, and leave a positive review. And if you don't have anything positive, no worries. You can skip that part. As always, questions and stories to share are welcome at theproject.biglove at gmail.com. Now for our legal disclaimer from Dr. Johnston. Best practice for change management is to be sure all parties are informed. Please be sure you discuss with your leaders or supervisors any ideas from our podcast today that you might like to use in your organization before implementing.